talk about it. <laughs> well, we could start talking about it at any time now. Nice. We don't even have to wait. We could just talk about it right now. Awesome. We don't have to wait for some robot to tell us we're recording. Oh my god, yeah. I'm like over Craig. <laughs> Honestly, paying for Zoom is like $15 a month, but from an editing perspective, mm-hmm. There's been zero latency issues. Even with Craig, there would occasionally be latency issues. Not as bad as Zencaster, though. Yeah. But with this, our audio sounds great. And we're always synced up. So even if I'm lazy and don't do any editing, we're synced. Okay. Right on. Well, A little behind-the-scenes peek for our listener. Yeah. We're on Zoom right now. <laughs> uh. Hello and welcome back to the Real Horror Show. This is your host Samantha, <laughs> and I'm joined as always by the Stormy Skies. Hello. So I'm starting to get back into pushing the podcast harder on social media. I did I did something crazy yesterday. <laughs> I haven't gone forward with it, but I did claim our handle on TikTok. Shit. That is so crazy. I know. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm excited because nobody has our handle but us right now on TikTok, which is awesome. I'm good. So, like, I mean, there's no reason why I shouldn't be like posting episode snippets on TikTok other than it's just full of cool kids and they're going to bully us. <laughs> Yeah, like, I guess other podcasters, because, like, I don't have TikTok, but I guess, like, there's probably all the other podcasters are probably on there. Yeah, there's probably some benefit. I'll probably research it before I, like, get active on it. Yeah. But. um, (laughs) Well, cool. That means I have to get TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to get better at actual, like, promotion and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I use headliner when I do our like epics when I actually do episode snippets nice. for our preview on social media. They now have like auto transcription, which is super nice. That's awesome. Because um, full audio transcription costs a hell of a lot of money unless you do it yourself, which is one of the reasons I've been selfishly putting it <laughs> off. Yeah. And there's no excuse for me not to do it. I can just do it while I'm editing, but it's probably like just a lot. <laughs> yeah. But that's something I'm going to get better at. But our previews on social media will have closed captioning now. I love it. I love the previews. They're so fun. Everything I'm doing business wise with the podcast business, we make no money. No, no money. We spend, we spend money um, <laughs> to make no money. Um, but uh, you'll, you will have to um, tell me how to share the little snippet videos on like my own Instagram story because like I tried to do it and I like you can just oh wait my dumbass removed it from our grid feed and I think if you just find it on Instagram let yeah. me look if you real, like, real oh, oh god nice. oh god okay cool. inception <laughs> if you go to the real tab on our profile at real horror show podcast on Instagram Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm there. <laughs> and you click the video. There's the little send icon, and it should be able to send to your story. Okay, excellent. Horror show counts. Real horror show, obviously. 
Ah, uh, yes, the Reels tab. Oh, there it is. Okay, I'm gonna click it. And then I'm going to send it, add post to my story. <laughs> I feel like such a damn fool. All right, here it comes. Send to, oh, Inception's happening again, sorry. Share, done. Okay, boom, it's there. <laughs> oh my God, like I am so online. <laughs> crazy. All right. Sorry, listeners, but I hope that that delighted you to kind of get like a little a sneak peek into what we do behind the scenes, like Sam said yeah. earlier. We so, flounder. Wow, That's what we do behind the scenes. Much like uh, the victims <laughs> yeah. in this movie we're about to talk about, they do a lot of floundering. Excellent. That was an excellent segue. And this week we are talking <laughs> nice. about Hellfest. This is a 2018 American slasher film directed by Gregory Plotkin. The film stars Amy Forsyth, Rain Edwards, Brex Taylor Klaus, and Tony Todd, and follows a group of teens who are stalked by a serial nice. killer while visiting a traveling Halloween carnival. It was released by CBS Films via Lionsgate. Hellfest was released on September 28, 2018, and grossed $18.2 million at the box office on a budget of $5.5 million. It received generally mixed reviews from critics. Yeah. I can see that. I can see where they so wouldn't understand. Was this a wide release and I just <laughs> completely missed it, or was it a limited release? I straight up. So did I. But now it it's saying box Netflix office original. numbers. So <laughs> I guess uh, I guess I can scroll down on the Wikipedia page and look at the release. Like, what was I doing in 2018? Like, I'm really not sure. It's implying that it. It sounds like it was a wide release. I guess we just missed it because. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Oh, you know what probably happened? 2018's late September. I got married. We were probably too. <laughs> It's your fault. Shids. I was making everyone not focus on the movies and focus more on me the whole fall. Damn it. Well, you know what? Next time you get married, don't plan it around <laughs> horror movie releases. I know. I, I'll try to anticipate that next time. Uh, for sure. Oh, yeah. It was released on September 28th. So your what? wedding was like <laughs> the next day. No way. Shit, man. <laughs> What, what, what were we, we were at a rehearsal dinner we could have been seeing a new slasher movie yeah we legit were like at the rehearsal dinner getting everyone was getting little gifts and they weren't at the movies that night like yeah. shit we could have you been there do you know how fucking rare an original good slasher movie comes out these days like, super rare and that was 2018 so we probably have to wait like probably another like five to ten years for another one to come yeah up. Either way, it's on Netflix now, and I enjoyed it. Me too. I am really excited to just just dive right into this movie. I watched it a couple weeks ago because I just, I saw it and I was like, oh, it's a slasher I haven't seen before. This will probably be really bad. (laughs) But I was so pleasantly surprised. Yeah. It was so fun. We can break into it by discussing the characters and acting. All right. Yeah. So let's, let's do it. Should we first discuss, like, I guess we'll discuss the plot next after we talk about the characters. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, we can change it up. We can talk about anything. It's our podcast. That's true. Um, 
Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but no, let's just talk about the characters because now I'm thinking about that. <laughs> I know you're excited to talk about the plot because this is basically an autobiography. I know, right? <laughs> but I will let, um, why don't you start us off with, with characters and then I'll, I'll follow up. Okay, so uh, we got we got Natalie. We got Natalie's best friend, Brooke, and Brooke's friend, Taylor, who's basically just the stormy skies. <laughs> like the mohawk girl yeah yeah i was like oh that is that is stormy without a doubt absolutely (laughs) so they're all going to a um spooky scary halloween carnival Mm -hmm. with a friend gavin there who is uh romantically interested in natalie Mm -hmm. and then i think taylor and Brooke have boyfriends that they go with. Yeah, they each have like a very shocked. Yeah, very shocked that Taylor had a boyfriend. Yeah, I thought that she would be totally um, like a queer icon, but she was totally straight. (laughs) I mean, she could be bisexual or pansexual. We don't know that, but yeah. I mean, I got strong gaydar vibes. It's possible that she hasn't discovered that part of her yet. And were she to survive this movie, she and her boyfriend would have gotten married and a few months later, um, she would have fallen in love with a woman. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say she's dead now? Exactly. Yeah, she's dead now. Rest in peace. But anyway, yeah. So we got these this group of three girls and three boys. So perfect, right? And there's two couples, and then the one is like interested in the other, and they're not together yet. So yeah, you know, of course. Which it bummed me out when Gavin died, not because I was emotionally invested in his character but because he and Natalie were having a great time together and he died so early into their date <laughs> while he was getting her a cute little stuffed animal yeah that was some bullshit and then the fucking serial killer which is what I really one of the things I really liked about him yes. he's texting Natalie this whole time <laughs> pretending to be Gavin I know he's playing it totally cool and I really really have so much to say about just every like everything everything that happens I I have a comment for it okay I mean there's not much to talk about in regards to acting it's your typical good old-fashioned teen scream yes absolutely and something I will say about the characters because like yeah there's really not too much to say like in the beginning I actually like I, I like wasn't looking at the screen maybe but in the beginning there's like maybe five minutes of like exposition about everybody's relationship with each other and I guess they're all just like friends from school um and like that's all I kind of got um and uh after that we kind of are able to see them move into the setting of scary haunt and then we kind of see their personalities emerge as of if they like scary stuff or not and you know the one mohawk girl obviously is like reveling and delight you know here in this setting but then we kind of see that the main character is being kind of a dick about like getting scared um and stuff like that and then the other one is kind of neutral so i'm glad that we were able to see this rainbow of different personalities that people who work at haunts come across and we come across these three specific types of people yeah (laughs) that's all i have to say about that and that's what we kind of got and uh, I guess the big stand-up performance in this was Mr. Tony Todd, oh, yeah. who is Candyman, making a cameo, which I was completely surprised by. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, I saw his name uh, in the opening credits and I was like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. I wonder who he'll be. And then as they went through like the different rides and stuff at the carnival, his voice was like the narrator guy. And then we, later we kind of see that he is actually there himself and he's kind of like the hell maze ringleader guy. So that's pretty cool. So any modern horror movie that gets a cameo by a classic oh yeah horror icon is okay in my book. Yeah, like I was actually pretty I had like pretty high hopes whenever I saw that it was like a Lionsgate film and I was like, well this can't be that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because Saw's Lionsgate. So I was like, all right, this is going in a good direction that I like. Yeah. So we can go ahead and segue into plot because you'll probably have two hours worth of notes to go over. <laughs> yeah, they're all up here. So yeah, let's go for it. The plot is a group of teenagers go to a Hellfest. It's not by any means an original plot. We have movies like Dark Ride and some movie that probably inspired Dark Ride that came out in the 80s that take place at carnivals, but those movies take place inside like a haunted house ride. Okay. And what I truly appreciate about this movie is it takes full advantage of its setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The, the kills are happening right in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, Anybody who walks by your dead body is just going to think you're a fucking prop. And we saw that right at the beginning of the movie when they're in the first haunted house and the girl is being murdered right in front of Natalie and she just stands there and watches because she thinks it's part of the show. Yeah, that that is actually um, one of like my favorite moments in the whole entire movie is it's it's like... <laughs> it's such a cool moment because in, this movie is completely self-aware and I feel like anybody that worked at Haunt You Included can sit there and be like wow like yes I wish I can just have that moment where someone's like be acting like a dick like oh you're not scary do it do it and then you just go for it and you fucking do it and you're like oh surprise I actually killed somebody so yeah and then yeah <laughs> and then when it's actually happening you kind of just stand there and you're like should I stop this or is it just part of the act? <laughs> right. Oh, that, that is such a cool moment because it really emphasizes what um, I think are, is one big aspect of like being, like attending like a haunted attraction is this uncertainty aspect. It's like one of the things that makes people really intrigued and that's why they go to the haunted house because like they're just not too sure <laughs> you know it's gonna happen and when it does happen in this movie they take it a step further and they're like I'm really not too sure if that's real because we get that quick uh story in the beginning from the girl and she's like oh yeah like someone actually got murdered at a haunt recently yeah so like, you never know, you know what I mean? It kind of playfully, yeah. but like, and you're like, oh shit. And then the whole time you're like, is it real? Is it fake? Is the knife a prop? Is she an actor? Is it really scary? And I'm just freaking out over nothing. All of these questions and they're all totally yeah. realistic. Because you don't want to like freak out and interrupt the murder and just have it be part of a show because then your friends make fun of you the entire night. But then by not stopping it, you're just a fucking asshole. So <laughs> right. it's a lose-lose situation. Oh yeah, a total lose-lose situation. I mean, I guess being made fun of by your friends for stopping a scene in a haunted house is significantly not as bad 
as letting someone get murdered. <laughs> Having murder on your conscience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's mostly just these threads maneuvering their way through a bunch of rides and a bunch of different haunted houses as they're being stalked, unbeknownst to them by a serial killer. Actually, Natalie's kind of aware of it, but her friends are like, you're just being a pussy. <laughs> Like, seriously, though, and, like, that's what someone would say if you were at your haunt with a group of friends, and then if someone was, like, acting super paranoid, they'd be like, oh, well, you're just being a pussy. So, yeah, legit. So how do you deal with that? And we kind of see Natalie take steps in, like, dealing with the situation as it unfolds. Mm -hmm. She's she's there on a date with Gavin. Uh, They make out in a photo booth. The serial killer is a goddamn psychopath and steals their photos. (laughs) Yeah, was I the one that thought that there was like a lot of photos coming out? Like many, many things of them? Like I thought one came out. (laughs) I feel like every time there's a scene in any movie with one of those photo booths, it's definitely more than four pictures. (laughs) I know, right? And I was like, I don't know how much money you guys have to like have all these photos, but like, okay. And it's been a really long time since I've been in one of them. Mm-hmm. In fact, I haven't gone to the mall since last year yeah. before the movies closed because I used to get a cup of coffee before going to the movies. Nice. And there's a nice coffee stand in the middle of the mall. Hmm, cool. But <laughs> but now. <laughs> I, I just, maybe they do take more pictures and then you select the best ones. Yeah, maybe. But they don't tech. have that selection process. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someday I'll do a photo booth picture set with David. Spend two whole dollars. <laughs> two whole dollars. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the worst thing the serial killer does in this movie is he steals their pictures. Uh, it, it's, it's literally the worst. And it basically, like, <laughs> it splinters it's the, the kind group. of person he is. Yeah. <laughs> and the group is splintered because of this action. They really are, though. <laughs> they, like, all freak the fuck out over it. Um, and no one gets over it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, if you have two more dollars, you could just redo it and start making out again. Right, like, I know. It's a win-win. Speaking of making out, there's like a lot of it. And I'm really, mm-hmm. I don't think people make out all that much whenever they're doing like scary stuff uh, in the rides and stuff. But I was like, wow, there's like a lot of kissing uh, happening. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, hmm, I don't know. I haven't been yeah. to an actual haunted place in a while. Um, was there a lot of kissing back when I did? Uh, none that I want to remember, yeah, but yeah, I don't really think so, man. Like I was too worried about anticipating the scares. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because yeah. if if you're at Bush Gardens or Cedar Point, like we talked about last episode during one of their Halloween seasons, yeah, they have scare actors that just come and pop out at you. So if you're making out by the bushes, you are a prime victim yeah they're gonna come at you they're just asking for it um so that yeah that's a good point to make too um so okay so the serial killer still steals the photos and what what happens after that like not much I think at some point Gavin splits off from the group because he's like I'm gonna go surprise Natalie with this cute stuffed animal she liked right but he makes the grave error of going to the bathroom yeah yeah going to the bathroom and um that's when he gets his head bashed in with a mallet that was fucking wild 
Oh yeah, I didn't expect Whoa. a wild kill like that that early. <laughs> I know, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> he really like, fucking goes for it. Like that, who hurt you? I know. <laughs> kill someone like that. Yeah, like listeners, the thing about this movie is like, it's it's so fun. And then with the serial killer guy, like he really is very brutal when he mm-hmm. kills. And um, that's something that we like to see. Yeah, so because Gavin got himself murdered, Natalie has to go on the um, Tunnel of Love haunted ride by herself. I know, what a loser! (laughs) Which I freaked out with her when the killer wears the same mask as a lot of the other scare actors in the park. Mm -hmm. And I was scared for her when one of them got into the ride with her mm-hmm. and just rode with her in silence i if that happened to me on a ride i would have cried probably oh it's so funny that that's the part that you were like freaking out over because i was freaking out over that part too but the, a different aspect of it so i guess i would be okay with the actor being there but i would freak the fuck out if i was riding on the ride by myself and then it like got stuck and then like oh, yeah. the power went out like wouldn't you freak oh, yeah. out yes that <laughs> oh, i think God. that whole sequence was an excellent scare and if you own a dark ride or a haunted amusement park yeah. i highly recommend you implement that into <laughs> yeah dude. i think i think the person just getting into the ride triggered a repressed memory from high school mm-hmm. <laughs> i had where my friend kelsey played a really cruel joke on me and it could have gone horribly wrong if i wasn't a rational person mm-hmm. where um our friend John's cousin who we had never met was visiting and she was only supposed to take a few minutes we were dropping something off from him but she told his cousin who we never met before to come run up to the car and get into it oh my god <laughs> me in there and it was pitch black it was like 10 o'clock at night oh no. <laughs> and I was just like hi <laughs> that's yeah th- these are these are things you need to take notes on and <laughs> to scare others <laughs> And I mean, she's lucky I didn't carry like pepper spray or paint with yeah. me. Otherwise, I would have fucking killed that kid. Like, what if you were the type of person that had like a scared reaction where you just like punched people? <laughs> yeah, I start swinging before talking because <laughs> people really they don't know that they will do that unless they're really scared, and you know what I mean. So, like, you only yeah. know if you're that like you're pushed over the edge. <laughs> Like, I know people who won't do haunted attractions because they don't trust themselves not to punch an actor when they jump out at them. Yeah, like, they, like, have no chill. They're like, dude, I don't know, like, what my body will do. <laughs> it's like, when it's jolted into fright. Um, yeah. And that's, like, so real. I, that's, like, real. <laughs> definitely. Uh, so I think that ride scene really created a nice bit of tension. Oh my God. That was another one of my favorite parts because I really sat there and I was like, I try, as I watched, I tried to take everything that was happening and really put myself in everybody's shoes and be like, would I be scared if this was happening? Like, yes, maybe no. But like for that, yes, yes, I would. Because like one, like I love being scared, but like I would not volunteer myself to go on a dark ride by myself. Like, and then now that idea is put into my mind that that could possibly happen. Like, what if there was a breakdown? Like that ride was being pushed to the max. It was Halloween night. You know what I mean? So it's very realistic. 
Yeah, and rides break down all the time. Oh my god, dude. Like, the power went out, and then that red light, and I was like, oh my god, I would be very, I would be, like, frozen. (laughs) She was playing it so chill, though. I was like, girl, (laughs) be more scared. (laughs) The ride keeps going, and then she gets out, and then the, like, other people in the masks come out. I'm like, you guys are pushing this way too far. Right. Someone's going to start swinging. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, and it's cool that the ride they had to go on, like, was the ride to, like, transport them to, like, the next level of, like, mazes and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm, th- I'm remembering that there was a scene where there's a dead body or a prop dead body that they reach into. And I can't remember if that ended up being a real body or a fake one. So I think I, oh God, that that's, I'm not really sure because um I think it was a fake guy with like a maybe really good fake hole because he kind of like did a jump scare and he had really heavy makeup on. Um, So I don't know. That's actually a good question because that's never revealed if that actually might, might have been a, a, you know, a murder victim. (laughs) Which is something I really, that's one of the things I really liked about this movie is because it took advantage of its setting. It did. It it totally did. And it didn't reveal anything to the viewer because we were just along for the ride. And so that was very cool. Um, I think by now, after they get off the dark ride, they kind of like take pause and they're like, we need to wait for that guy to come. And so they all kind of like are milling about. And um, this is when our main character, she makes the mistake of going to the bathroom. <laughs> the bathroom Going are never to the safe. bathroom by yourself. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, because like th- she goes with her friend, but then her friend like leaves because she's like, we're going to go to Spain. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> and she kind of leaves. And then she's yeah. by herself and she's like, I have to blow dry my hair because something vomited on me. Um, viewers just watch it if you have questions. Which fair. <laughs> um. Yeah, so she texts Gavin again, and she hears his phone go off in the bathroom. Oh, shit, on purpose. It's a trap. And that's when she realizes she's not in there alone. Oh, no, it's the guy's boots, and she knows those boots. So, and yeah, that Which dude I'm gonna, is totally I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that's a that's an homage to Scream. Oh. When Sydney's in the bathroom, and she sees his boots come down. Yeah, what a cool, what a cool connection. I didn't even think of that, man. But I was like, yeah, yeah, the boots. I got it. He's wearing these brown boots. But yes, dude, in Scream, he's also wearing brown boots, whichever one it mm-hmm. is, when Sydney sees him in the bathroom. Wait, I do have something to say about the bathroom scene, Sam. And I don't know if you noticed this and questioned it yourself, but there is a bit of an inconsistency. And, um... Okay, so she is like, the dude is trying to get into her bathroom stall and she's like freaking out. So what she does is her door is locked. So she ducks down and crawls under the wall and goes into the next stall. And the next stall when she's in there, the door is already closed and locked. So like, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) Yeah, that was convenient. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't want to like, you know, focus too much energy on that because it's just a movie. But I was like, huh, okay, that's fine. That's fine for her. But I was like, hmm, in real life, it would have. Yeah, in real life, it would have at least been cracked a bit. Cracked a bit, but um, it would have been cracked a bit or unlocked. Right. Yeah. So um, I just noticed that. And I was like, hey, okay. And then, yeah. And then he yeah. went away. 
Um, but she manages to escape and she goes to tell security, hey, someone's trying to kill me. And security's just like, ha ha ha, everybody's trying to kill you tonight. It's part of the experience. Dude, that's like, and my she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, this is real. Um, that's probably my third favorite part because like one, I kind of was laughing at the, I mean, like it is a big place. So like, yes, there is security, but I was kind of like laughing to myself of the fact that there was security there. Um, and she was like, there's some guy who's been following me and he like followed me from this ride and he was in this bathroom and he's like, sorry, we're going to have to remind the actors not to go in the bathrooms. <laughs> And I was like, dude, like, yes, that's the issue. Yeah. Like, and then <laughs> not that he attacked her. Right. And she was like, are you hurt? But, um, anyway, one of the characters was like, one of the guys was like, Hey, he's trying to get employee of the year. And I was like, dude, like, that's another really good point to make the audience just like, not sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is, is he taking it too far and just acting or is he just a psycho killer you'll never mm-hmm. know uh yeah so then natalie catches back up with her friends uh not really questioning where gavin actually is at this point i don't think anyone ever finds his body i think they're just over gavin <laughs> yeah point. which poor gavin maybe i am getting emotionally attached now because his <laughs> friends just don't give a shit that he's missing meanwhile he's in the locker room with his head bashed in right dude <laughs> well actually he almost deserved it because he did go in there to like steal like a toy <laughs> that he did not win fair and square because he sucks at the I mean, games for some reason. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah, that's true. But there's a, like, I want to wait until we get through all like the whole movie to talk about my favorite part of the killer and his MO. Okay. Um, so they're, they're at a show and Taylor has volunteered to take part in the attraction where she'll be beheaded. And this, uh, naturally causes the already terrified because she was just attacked by a not scare actor by an actual serial killer, (laughs) Natalie to freak out and every, and everybody's just like, oh, she just doesn't do horror, which I would feel so gaslit at that point. Right. Yeah. She's been freaking out. Like non-stop since they got out of the the one ride yeah and they're like dude just fucking chill and she's like no this is real <laughs> so yeah i would feel pretty bad like nobody believes me <laughs> but then taylor definitely believes her when oh, uh shit. the guy traps her in the guillotine and tries to decapitate her which i'm gonna say i am very glad that the guillotine did not decapitate her because i would be writing a serious letter to OSHA about this hell festival because they are using a real guillotine and that has to violate some rules. They're using a real guillotine that's like freshly sharp. Yeah. It it does cut the back of her neck, but she's able to get out of that. And we're given the false sense of hope that she's going to escape. But then she makes the grave error of stopping when she bumps into someone to tell them to help her. And that's when the guy gets her. Oh, what a good part. Because I was like, oh man, she's just like gonna get away and the, the end of the movie is gonna happen. But then the dude just like takes them 
out and I was like well yeah. what and I was shocked but then I was like uh-oh I forgot and then and finally everybody starts believing Taylor and not Taylor Natalie yeah, yeah. they're like oh Natalie I'm sorry you were right oh, I'm dead um <laughs> but um yeah he takes them out and then everyone's freaking out but then like after they freak out and run away like the next crowd's gonna roll in and not care because they're gonna think it's just like an actor yeah so, because it, yeah. it's a big park yeah it's like an amusement park type and that that is so cool we'll talk about that yeah. in a little bit too and it's um the security's aware of it at this point so <laughs> hopefully it gets settled but not fast enough panic ensues at the park because you got a huge chunk of people running and screaming <laughs> everybody else wants to start running and screaming because it's a scary part <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh, so natalie and brooke escape into another haunted house because that's basically all this park is is haunted houses and the occasional dark ride yeah <laughs> and uh they become separated uh natalie stabs the other in the gut before he can kill brooke and the girls make their way towards the exit and it looks like the killer got away. Or did he? Did he? Dun, dun, dun. And um, I like that there were two final girls in this movie. Me too. And I like that they were the best friends that survived. Now they can go to Spain. <laughs> yeah, now they can go to Spain, uh, go to group therapy together. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> they're fucking traumatized and they'll never go to a haunt ever again. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's always kind of something we never touch on with horror movie final girls is they're the final girls so there's never going to be anyone to relate to the trauma that they just experienced yeah yes yes they're gonna have ptsd for the rest of their life so it's good that they have that together now yeah they have a shared trauma (laughs) which speaking of final girls have you heard in the new texas chainsaw massacre movie they're gonna bring back um the actress that played Sally Kudeski. Well, it, it wasn't the, it's not the actual actress that played her, but the character is coming back. Ooh, she's coming back. Which has never happened in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie? I don't, I don't recall. No, he just takes him out so, in every movie except for her. <laughs> so I'm optimistic for this one because let's, let's be real. Sequels to Texas Chainsaw Massacre haven't always been... <laughs> good they haven't always been uh watchable up to our par <laughs> watchable <laughs> i just based on the idea that they're going to do an old man leather face take <sighs> and they're bringing back sally it's giving me vibes that it's probably going to be super similar to halloween 2018 yeah. which i'm not against as long as it sticks to it's like what it is yeah yeah and i'm kind of getting tired of this like old serial killer guy thing yeah you know we don't have to come back 20 years later than 20 years again (laughs) just let it go which at this point in Leatherface's life (laughs) getting off topic before we talk about the big twist ending with the character um at this point in Leatherface's life he's gonna be such a sad character because his family would be dead by now right (laughs) his mother father definitely would be dead after 50 years oh absolutely Um, his brother probably getting up there everybody is just very very old or dead at this point 
he'll just be lonely and it'll just make me sad. I'll be like, leave him alone, Sally. <laughs> yeah, Sally, why do you have to come back after all these years? <laughs> and I would also hope after 50 years, because it's a direct sequel to the original, uh, they would have caught him by now. I don't know. Yeah, wouldn't Sally have been like, hey guys, let me tell you about where I was yeah. in Texas and what you guys should do as law enforcement officers to eradicate murder <laughs> and cannibalism. So I'm cautiously excited about the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I liked the remake in 2003. I liked the beginning. Ooh, that's my uh, favorite one. <laughs> 3D was hot garbage Oof. in the first attempt. Which agreed. Which was the first the first attempt at an old man leather face. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That was like, I don't know what I don't know why they did that because it was like not very um the uh the there were a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah, like the the niece girl. I don't know. I don't think it would have worked out with the age gap there anyway. And the biggest insult is they just kill off the entire family except Leatherface at the beginning so we don't get any Sheriff Hoyt. Oh, man. I mean, what's with that shit? I know. that That is some shit. And you know what? Rest in peace, Arlie and Ermie in real life. <laughs> Very yeah. sad that we won't get him back. It's, it's sad. And the worst part is we're never going to get a solo movie of just Sheriff Hoyt and his antics. I know. That's why I like the beginning so much is because mm -hmm. we really see like him being sadistic a little bit oh, yeah. more the beginning would have been fucking terrible if he wasn't such a huge player in that movie I, yeah i agree he <laughs> carried it on his shoulders he really did though he really did because like he was in he was like in the whole movie you know um yeah so there i said it <laughs> anyway a uh, real horror show cautiously optimistic about the next texas chainsaw yeah stay tuned for our thoughts as that progresses yeah it'll be it'll be fine it'll it can't be worse than Leatherface which I haven't watched but oh. I've heard is absolute hot garbage oh my god it like it can't be worse than that I don't think it's humanly possible because did you watch Leatherface yeah I did uh because I think it's streaming somewhere I think Sam on like maybe oh shit it's on Peacock should Peacock. we cover should we cover Leatherface no I don't week? I don't care to watch it again <laughs> I'll watch it by myself tonight. Just watch, yeah, just like watch it, just just to have watched it. It's not good. Oh my god, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but it doesn't make any sense. You're gonna understand when you watch it. Okay, it's just I've heard it. I've heard you've heard. I've heard it's terrible. It, yeah, it's that's that's all you need to know. Just think of the most terrible movie, and that's the one. That's it. So it, it there is a low bar, and I'm sure this will. This will just leap pass over. that bar. Yeah, just leap over. It, they're bar. bringing back. They're bringing back Sally for the first time since 1970. It's not the original actress. I'm sure there's reasons behind that. Yeah, but it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be anyway, fun. let's talk about a uh, big spoiler alert. If you have not seen this movie, Stop because now. I love, I love this ending. Yes, me too. I could write. I could write a thesis about this ending. Oh, we should, <laughs> because. The killer escapes the police as they always do. Of course they do, guys, because listen, they should be 10 steps ahead of the police. Yeah. Like, come on now. And the next time we see him, he is hanging up a picture of Natalie in his closet of masks. Mm -hmm. And then he walks downstairs 
and it's not your typical serial killer house that you see in these types of movies it's a normal house a normal house yeah with like a tv and, and you think he's about to kill this young nine-year-old girl on the couch but no it's his daughter yes. and she wakes up and she Daddy. greets him and he gives her a stuffed animal from the park and i was just like I was like, love it. hell yeah. I love it. I know. Yeah. Like he gets there and there's a sleeping child and then they set it up where you're like, uh oh, he's sick. He's going to kill this child. And I, and I feel like me and Sam at this point, we both said, that's definitely his fucking child. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's his child. I love it because at the end of the day, the person who's most likely to murder you in real life isn't Michael Myers, it's not Leatherface. It is just John down the block it's, it's who has daddy. a normal family, <laughs> yeah. who has a normal family, mows his lawn every Saturday, mm-hmm. probably wears denim shorts and white sneakers when they go see the 4th of July fireworks. Yes, absolutely. And he brings his little girl a little, because she's like, daddy, what did you bring me? And he like pulls out a fucking little toy. And I was like, wow, adorable. The end. Like, it's, it's just so great. And it, it works so well that you could leave it at that or it sets up a great sequel <laughs> potentially yeah but no <laughs> please no <laughs> yeah um it's so and good I, I, I really love this aspect because i watched another thriller that's name is escaping me right now it's on hulu okay where a guy kidnaps a woman and throughout the movie you hear him talking on his phone to his wife and at the end of the movie uh, spoilers for the movie I can't remember the title of she steals his phone and she doesn't she calls the police but then she keeps it and after he chases her and she leads him to an open field where someone can find them she calls his wife <laughs> and tells his wife hey if I get murdered your fucking husband did it to me nice and I'm like I love it because that is so realistic yeah Ted Bundy was a normal dude, had a girlfriend, fiance, who never suspected it. I know, right? And this is on Hulu? Yeah, I'll find the name of it and send it to you if I can. Yeah. It's just, I like when they do the realistic thing where the murderer is the normal guy down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That is awesome. Yeah, the Golden State Killer lived in peace for 40 years before he was finally caught because he was just a normal guy. Yeah, most of the time they're just like normal, normal dudes. And then like, I guess this dude um, just waits every season to just kind of hop along and travel with this traveling circus thing and just like fucking kill people (laughs) because it's so easy to get away with it in that setting probably tells his wife he's heading on a business trip and then he just goes to the la- the closest Halloween festival and <laughs> has at it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um so that that's a really good like transition to what I wanted to talk about regarding his method of operation and I think I kind of caught a little bit of a pattern with his kills and that would be that um, this is kind of seen in the beginning. There's the introduction during the opening credits where it's him stalking and killing a girl in a haunt, which is, I guess, the previous haunt where they found that someone had been murdered. And she is just being such a jerk. And she's like, oh, 
why do you think you're so scary, asshole? Like, move out of the way. Like, everyone is just being such a jerk. Um, and if you act like that, I feel like he, like, targets you. I feel like you're marked after you kind of show that type of attitude. Um, so that's what I've seen mostly from him. Um, he does mm -hmm. kill the one girl with the mohawk, although she is fabulously in love with Halloween and Hans. He still kills her anyway, but I feel like she might be an outlier. He, he kills everybody else if they act like a fucking jerk um, to him. And I feel like haunt actors everywhere kind of rejoice in seeing that because they're like, oh, yeah, like I hate when people pay for pay like 150 big ones to go to this like all night haunted attraction and act like just to be an asshole. just to be a fucking asshole to the actors because they're trying to be scary and scare you and do their best and if you're gonna like call them an asshole and like push past them like good I hope that you get stabbed because you deserve it if you're gonna have that guy like don't pay for a haunt if you're not going to enjoy yourself that's another thing I wanted to bring up yeah because Sam, in real life, how much money do you think they spent on VIP tickets to this all night? Oh, <laughs> on this thing? Uh, probably way too much. Yeah, like an astronomical amount. More than, more than a college student can realistically play. Yeah, play. and I just, it, it put it in perspective for me whenever they started to talk about being in the VIP line um, on Halloween. And um, yeah. if you go to just a single haunt with just one walkthrough and pay for VIP, it's easily a hundred going on a hundred bucks for one ticket. So mm -hmm. this was like, there was like 50 attractions you could hit up. Oh, this yeah. is easily like extremely expensive. <laughs> so the last time I went to the popular haunt here, which is St. Albans Asylum, mm -hmm. it was 2012 and tickets were like 25 a person. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, that's a good, yeah, so, that's a good price. But you know, that's just a haunted house you walk through. Right. I'm going to guess, let's see. Oh God, all this shit is sold out. I was going to use the fast pass prices at Cedar Point to get an idea oh, of a, how much it costs. Probably like at least a hundred dollars per person. Oh yeah. Easily at least. Um, yeah. Per person for VIP. Mm -hmm. Um, but at that point, if you're going to do something like that on Halloween, that is like the only ticket worth buying. <laughs> so you can like do as much as you yeah. can and get your money's worth. So it pays for itself. Yeah. And that's, that's the big justification people make for getting fast passes is yeah. like for me, if I were to go to Cedar Point at all within the next two years, I would save up my money to get fast pass plus because we're going to be driving eight hours to go to the park nice yeah for you sure wanna, you want to do all that shit you can yeah and not wait in five hour lines it, exactly and then waste a lot of your time in the day mm -hmm. um and in fact Hellfest was filmed at six flags white water in atlanta georgia oh really how fun I hope the actors had a lot of fun and got to ride the rides during the day. I really do too, because this was probably such a fun movie to just be a part of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, really, really cool. Production-wise, it was good. It, I was expecting something kind of cheap and bad since it was a slasher I hadn't heard of. Yeah. And sometimes uh, 
I don't know why this might just be me being stingy and off an awful person. Sometimes bad camera quality in a horror movie just makes me nauseous. I don't know why. It just, it, it doesn't work. And I, I can agree. I don't like to see that. I like to, you know, I like for people to kind of stub it up with their camera equipment these days. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, maybe, maybe I just have watched too many bad ones and I just get the sinking feel, feeling that there's going to be a very exploitative, gross sex scene at some point. Of course, yeah. <laughs> That'll make me uncomfortable. So my brain just puts me in that mood all yes. immediately. <laughs> um, otherwise, I don't have a lot to say about production. The kills were good. Yeah. Like I said, I'm really glad that Taylor, the cool mohawk chick, wasn't killed with the guillotine because that that would just be a major OSHA violation. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like that is some really cool stuff we can talk about in our like real horror show, realistic aspects. But um, uh, about the kills, let's talk about the kills. All right. Yes. So (laughs) the head bashing took me by surprise. Yeah, me too. And I was like, oh my God. Um, Because first I was like, they're they're not going to show it. And then they (gasps) do. And I was just like, oh. Oh, we're in for a ride. Yeah, and I was like, oh, we've only just begun. So the cool thing about the head bashing kill is fucking thief man is what I'm going to call him from now on. (laughs) The date who went to go steal a toy tried to pick up this mallet and he either has no upper body strength or the killer has super strength, but this is a very heavy mallet that he can't like pick up. And he's like, oh shit. He tries to like move it and stuff because it's like a full size big mallet. And then the fucking dude picks it up like it's a feather. And and like, I was like, oh my God. And he doesn't like, he doesn't do a one and done hit. He like hits him in the neck and then he can't breathe and he crushes his like trachea. And then he finally like explodes his head. And I was like, holy shit, this guy is like special. <laughs> mm-hmm. He has some kind of super strength um, that, that we've got going on. Well, yeah, he has a five-year-old and those things are heavy. Oh, absolutely. I guess I should consider that he is like a dad muscle. Yeah, he's a dad. He's, he's dad. a homeowner. Maybe he fixes things around the house, possibly cars too. You know what I mean? Like you, never, you don't really know what his profession is. <laughs> You know what? Uh, I'm gonna be sad for a while when they realize, oh, Gavin was probably murdered. But uh, <laughs> in the long run, I think Natalie's gonna do much better than Gavin. I agree. At the end of the day, I feel like people watching were like, Gavin was really holding them up because they were trying to like get to like all the scary stuff, and they had to like keep waiting for Gavin to like do his like very small task that he didn't need to do. And it ended up taking a long time. So everybody was held back because of him. So I feel like he's just like a little annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, he could have waited till the end of the night to go steal a stuffed animal. I agree. Because he, yeah. he would have had to carry it around the rest of the time. Yeah. And that is kind of like an annoying thing in itself to like have this toy. And you're like, shit, I wish I didn't have this right now because I to carry well, it this, this was so sweet in the moment but now I have to carry it the rest of the day <laughs> let me go buy a locker to stow it away <laughs> I have two free hands um 
But yeah, he waited for like the most inopportune moment when they're like, okay, we're going to know, we're going to get in line for the most important ride of the park. And he's like, wait, guys, I'm going to like go try to win a toy. So like, I'll catch up with you. And I'm like, how are you supposed to catch up with them if you're all going to go on the line together? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. So it just, he was just, he just doesn't understand how things work, I think, when you go to a haunt. So yeah rest in peace he's thinking with his dick not with his brain i know this guy but um anyway apart from that kill the moment that the guy walks into the park we're kind of put off because he goes through the metal detector which is actually cool to see that they have one of those because in real life i've never been to a haunt with a metal detector um i don't know if there are metal detectors at haunts over there um, but I don't think I've been through a metal detector at a haunt. I think probably bigger ones. It's becoming more common just because, hi, we live in America. There was just a, another mass shooting yesterday. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, yeah. the country starts opening back up from the pandemic and the mass shootings start again. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a correlation. Yeah. And also there's like movies like this. <laughs> to be yeah. Like, hey, guys. If you want to kill, go do it here. So yeah. that, yeah, it's cool to see. But anyway, he walks through yeah. and then like he goes off, but they want him and there's nothing there. But we're like, oh, so does he have a secret weapon? No, he fucking picks one up at the icy ball stand, <laughs> Sam. He, he steals the <laughs> ice pick. <laughs> Which is good for him. He's resourceful. He is. And that guy didn't even like, no, he probably looked at him like, oh, it's gone again. <laughs> Oh my God. I just like, I was like, wow, that's really clever. So yeah, I like, I like this killer a lot. Yeah. So that's not even his weapon. <laughs> it's theirs. It's their fault because they had a sharp stabby thing. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the time, if we you're see- not going to let your park guests bring in sharp stabby things, yeah. don't let your employees. Yeah. They shouldn't have shaved ice <laughs> yeah who who wants shaved ice in october october when it's probably freezing and those girls were like not wearing that many much clothes yeah. probably you know what you eat at a haunted trail you eat fucking fried oreos, fried oreos and hot chalky mm-hmm. it's what you have at least she had like a pretzel um you eat something warm yeah i don't know what what you're getting at with this shaved ice and ice cream situation this is very strange but anyway Moving on from that, the rest of the kills were mostly just, you know, he was stabbing girls and then the guillotine was kind of cool, but it didn't work out Mm -hmm. because I don't know why he thought it was going to be real. (laughs) Um, Like it was sharp enough to cut the back of her neck, which is mildly concerning, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) luckily. Yeah. Luckily. I mean, it got away. If you're going to have a guillotine prop at your carnival, it should look real but it shouldn't be able to cut somebody. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like at that point, whenever you have a realistic looking weapon, they're usually made out of like foam. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, oh, it's very light. It's just foam. Yeah, they're made to look real from a distance, but once you get up there. Yeah, once you get up there, you're like, oh, I can tell the difference. It's not very shiny. Um, But yeah, the kills when they did happen though were brutal as fuck. So that was, yeah. that, uh, we like to see that. 
especially right there at the end where he did catch up with Taylor and kill her and then just immediately kill um oh yeah I guess Taylor's boyfriend or or uh or just Brooke's boyfriend one of their boyfriends all the boyfriends look the same yeah like one of the guys and they all had very like generic names too so I like kind of forgot what their names were um all of them because they didn't like they didn't call each other's names out too yeah Often. which which is another justification of why taylor should have had a girlfriend instead so i would be able to tell them apart yes yeah absolutely but they all had like a dude partner or maybe not cast three white guys who all look the same to play their boyfriends i don't i don't know <laughs> right um but yeah like it, he he catches up with her fucking stabs her and then turns around and stabs the dude like whoa he's quick so not only is he strong but he's fast and he doesn't care that he's in a crowd because you're not safe anywhere so that's actually kind of a cool aspect and it kind of it, it paced the rest of the film um which is just like being in fear and running away <laughs> actually i take that back uh one of their uh boyfriends it's like hispanic looking yeah his name is Matt Mercu- Mercutio. Mercutio. Mercurio. Mercurio. I think I um, so. He's probably Hispanic or Latino. Latino, yeah. So I take that back. But that doesn't change the fact that they do all look the same. They all have <laughs> short, dark hair. They're all just men. <laughs> if it was a woman, I would just know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Like a woman with hot pink hair, maybe? I don't know. I don't know what kind of girl Taylor would date. I just know she would probably be dating a girl, not a guy. Yeah, maybe if the guys had outfits that were a bit more different, then maybe mm-hmm. that would help. <laughs> like maybe Taylor's boyfriend is a hardcore goth. Yeah, or like maybe someone like wore a hat. You know what I mean? Anything, hat, anything to help. A hat would make the world of difference. Oh, it really would. Um, but they all basically had the same outfit on, um, which is not helpful. Um, the only person that stood out was Taylor because she like dressed differently from everybody else and yeah. had short hair that was dyed. So I was like, okay, I know that she, her name, like, I know that this is her. And then Natalie, I guess, is like the main character, um, generic white girl with brown hair, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's your average final course. girl. So yes, let's go to Spain. <laughs> what the fuck was up with that? Anyway. Um, Anyway, realistic aspects, um, not being believed when you <laughs> talk to a security guard about your attack. Wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Here's a, re- <laughs> here's a realistic aspect. Calling like 911 when you're in a haunted house and like not having reception. Like what the fuck kind of, like that's not true. You absolutely had a reception in the bathroom. Like don't get, don't like, get on that shit. <laughs> At this point, uh, it's almost <laughs> impossible for you not to have cell phone reception unless you're at the top of a mountain. This was 2018 and she, like at times she was like outside and she didn't have reception. I'm like, dude, listen, I'm not buying it because her phone was yeah. very new. <laughs> they are in a crowded park. It was never established that the park was like in the middle of yeah, nowhere. Like rural, <laughs> like no cell phone towers. Like you literally... Like, there's a cell phone tower inside the park, I guarantee it. And the park probably has Wi-Fi, too. So, like, don't get on that shit where it's like, I don't have any reception to call emergency. Like, you're not on a haunted 
you're not on a hiking trail. You're going to have some sort of cell phone reception. Yeah, dude. And even on my trail that I worked at, you had reception, my friend, like, trust me. (laughs) Um, But anyway, yes, Sam said, what Sam said was true because if you're at a haunt and you're like freaked out and you saw some shit that was real and they don't believe you because actually everything is meant to be a facade, (laughs) that sucks. I would be extremely frustrated. (laughs) I would just be like, I just need to leave. (laughs) But then how can you justify spending so much money? You know, you've got to go through the whole thing. I would, I would have been like, all right, if you're not going to do anything, I'll just call the real police and then see what happens. Yeah. Oh wait, she doesn't have cell service. No No cell service. Yeah. But then eventually they could still bluff, but they, they like get there anyway, though. Like the cops do arrive, uh, they, they arrive in like a very bizarre SWAT style. And although there are several people with the same mask, they somehow know which one to go after. And then they're like, I can't find him, but we'll keep looking. Like the fuck, like, come on now, guys. Come on. Come on. You're never gonna find him and whatever. It was just kind of weird, but I'm sure that would be quite terrifying if you were at a haunt and like the real police showed up because something actually bad happened and you're like, uh-oh, this is the real horror show coming true. Mm-hmm. Um, I also do have like a quick note, uh, just backtracking back to production. The um, Whenever they were going through like, you know, the first mazes and stuff and uh, like kind of showcasing strobe effects and like the really scary um animatronics and stuff like that was really cool like they went all out and they had actual haunt equipment that they were working with and i can appreciate that um but there's one thing i must say about it there's one part where everybody was kind of running around uh just like they're just like fucking running around and then there are people they were like doing a piggyback ride everybody was on the piggyback ride Mm -hmm. and um for like for some reason the hallways and whatever maze they were in were so fucking enormous that all three of them were doing a piggyback ride i was like there's no way in hell you could just run around like that and have all this open space in real life you don't have that much space so um, that's all i have to say about that i kind of caught their bluff (laughs) Yeah, and having a maze that big kind of defeats <laughs> the purpose of being scary. You want the tight corners. Yeah, yeah, they had too much space. Also, there's something else I have to say. And actually, let's go back to realistic because I'll say it in realistic aspects because it's real shit. Um, I'll just go. Okay, I'll Wait, just go. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry. Um, no, the I was I just I remembered when we went to one of the haunted trails we went to yeah. up in Northern Virginia. I don't remember which one, but we were in a house at some point, and then we just got to this big black empty room. Uh, we all just stopped, including the people behind us, and we were like, "Where the fuck's the door?" Because it was pitch black, and you just whipped out your phone. Yeah, whipped out the fucking phone camera, dude. Like you got to get the flashlight out because, like, real shit, you'd be in that room forever. Look at that door. No, you would have because our door was in this corner, and it was a pretty big room. And- <laughs> The door was in the other corner and it's like did they just expect us to like just walk across the room around? <laughs> and there was no scare actor in there which is probably a good thing because with how dark it is yeah there would have been a lot of stepped hands oh yeah a lot of stepped hands or a lot of like bumps or a lot of like very scary scares um 
but yeah, in rooms like that, you have to inch accidental boob grabs. Yeah. Yeah. And then you inch along the wall and you're like, well, how long do I have to inch along the wall? I'm just going to say, fuck it and utilize modern technology. Yeah. We got to get through this so we can get our fried Oreos. Yeah. You got to get through it. And then you're like, Oh, like, am I going fast enough for like the group behind me? Like you really have to like have time management in mind when you're doing stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. All right, go on with your realistic aspect. <laughs> so this is an excellent transi- transition to my realistic aspect because uh, whenever uh, they were in like the first maze, which they were having a lot of fun, it was just kind of like a basic ass maze thing, which was actually, it wasn't a maze. It was just a haunted walkthrough. Whenever they got in there, they were like touching a lot of the props and then they touched a pro- like a prop mannequin guy that was laying down there like let's give him a boner and I was like first of all why are you touching everything like stop touching things I as a scare actor like they they should be given rules that they're not allowed to touch anything at all um, mm-hmm. and I was like it, it was like nails on a chalkboard to see them like touching things and I was like don't do that don't touch that because like what if you get your what if your finger gets caught you know like just just don't touch it and um so that's that's a really scary aspect is when they touch things. <laughs> Definitely, don't touch shit that isn't yours. Yeah, don't touch it if you don't know if it's it's mechanical. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's you. Just be careful. Um, but yeah, so that's another realistic aspect, and then um, another huge one that is problematic, and I'm kind of shocked that they had it here, but I guess it's like how it is these days is um like once they got there they immediately were like let's let's do shots and I was like shots is an alcohol <laughs> I was like what kind of attraction is this of course people are gonna be murdered they're all like kind of drunk <laughs> yeah oh they're, no they're asking for a lawsuit I hear one of your cats yeah I don't I just pay attention to it I know I think it's pepper um so yeah, if um, the, it's problematic when you're drinking at a haunt, it's problematic for the actors because like people can become drunk and belligerent and either become more afraid or they become more like carefree and they can touch you and that's not allowed yeah. either. Um, and that, that ties back mm-hmm. into yes. people not wanting to go to haunts just because they don't know how they're going to react when you add alcohol into that. <sighs> yeah. It gets so much worse. Yeah. And I don't know if like that sounds fun to me. Like I don't drink myself, but it doesn't sound fun to like be drunk and be afraid. (laughs) I'm not going to pay a hundred dollars for an all night (laughs) festival just to get blackout drunk at it. (laughs) And like the point of going into a haunted attraction, like walkthroughs is you're supposed to be like, uh light on your not light on your feet but like it's supposed to like it's supposed to make you uh, what am I trying to say here it you're supposed to feel like out of control of your body as it is you're supposed to like trip around and like have all these lights and all of your six senses are like totally like assaulted and you're supposed to like be uncomfortable and I don't know if that would be any fun um or if if you would get the full effect if you were just like, let's do six shots, like, of, like, because we're teenagers, you know, so, um, I was like, what the fuck, seriously, like, they had to sneak that in, didn't they, but, 
you know, it caused the death of one of the, you know, people in the group because he had to like see one of the actors had uh, the alcohol shot and he like stole it. And then mm-hmm. if you're a thief, you die. Cause that's yep. the killer's MO. He just kind of cleans up the place. <laughs> yep. You bring a toy. Thank you. Uh, I'm trying to think any more. Do you have any more realistic aspects here? I don't think so. Come here. Um, okay, well, I have another one. <laughs> so um, let's talk about the bathroom situation. So we have two individuals who do go to the bathroom and um, they go to the bathroom by themselves. And the cool thing about those bathrooms is that it's like a shelter. So you should expect there, I guess, not to be a scare actor in there. If there is a scare actor in there, like, good, that's awesome. That means that that scare, that haunt just got that much better because they're, like, kind of going all in. Um, but you have to understand that you're, like, safe nowhere. And if you go to one of those backwoods haunts, like, the one I used to work at, we didn't have, like, toilets. We had, like, porta potties And, of course, those aren't safe. So, you know what I mean? So you just got to watch yourself. I'm gonna say having scare actors in the bathroom maybe not a good idea because there's a reason people are going to the bathroom yeah because they're yeah (laughs) they're they're cool like that might get a little messy a little messy Um, but I I I have a hard time believing the bathrooms in this movie because both times they were empty Mm -hmm. and when you're at a park that size there's gonna be like 20 people waiting for the stalls yeah there's gonna be a line so yeah absolutely yeah, and it was totally fucking empty. I was like, where is everybody? Because <laughs> there's not that many bathrooms. So, yeah, there's that. And I don't think I can think of another realistic aspect. Um, okay, there, there's one thing I did want to mention before we do wrap up, though. And um, <clears throat> it's something that whoever wrote this script, whoever worked with the actors did extremely well. What babe? Okay. And um, the, the person wrote like the, the mindless chatter that comes out of your mouth whenever you're walking through a haunt. You know what I mean? Like you're going through there and you're trying to like crack jokes and like say funny stuff and just keep talking because that calms you down when you're going through the haunt. And all their mindless chatter was completely mindless and they could have just not spoken and the same thing, the same outcome would have happened. So I'm glad that that was emphasized because it may have annoyed some viewers, but like, that's really what people do when they're going through the, the fucking maze. They just mm-hmm. talk like that. And they like, they quit, make little quips and funny things and like this and that, and they flirt and they make jokes and try to make it light um but they really do do and they'll never stop doing that so I'm glad that that was emphasized because like that's that's what I like to see and that's what um that's what I remember the most (laughs) so yeah I think uh I think I've exhausted all the realistic aspects yeah I don't have any more I liked this movie I thought it was fun it was a very fun, I'm going to say, oh yeah, that fucked me up because I, at the beginning I wasn't so sure. And then um, we started to kind of get a little bit more violence, a bit more blood, not a lot of gore, but it was brutal all the same. And um, that coupled with just the fun 
spooky Halloween vibe. It, it was just an excellent um, film for me and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yep. So A plus. <laughs> yeah. It, it definitely fucked me up just that I, I blame Ari Aster for bringing head trauma to the forefront of the horror genre. Yeah. But when it works, it works. Yeah, we even got that shot of him stabbing that guy in the eyeball. <laughs> it didn't cut away. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but it was just enough, you know, it didn't go, it didn't go overboard. It was a pretty good balance of what he did with the kills. He didn't like go overboard if he didn't need to. Um, if he was in a rush, he'd just stab you. <laughs> so. yeah. And at the end there, he was in a rush because the park was going to close soon. <laughs> yeah, the park was closed and he was like, oh, I got to leave. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and hey, when the park was closed and they were still in like the scary hell maze, like this, all this stuff should have been turned off and the light should have been turned on at that point you know what I mean I was like where is everybody <laughs> that's a that's a very good point when that happens when you get the radio call I can't help but feel like all the rides would be shut down all of the staff members would be assembled to keep people from going into the rides and all the other people who were I, I'm I was hoping that there'd be at least one actor in the ride but um there was yeah. none to like kind of escort people out of there um, but like they should turn off all the stuff and like have the security lights come on and be like, okay, everybody, please walk slowly and calmly towards the exit. Yeah. And whenever you're in, in I mean, yeah, go ahead. I feel like at this point, any good, well-managed attraction like this, like state fairs, mm -hmm. uh, definitely amusement parks, mm -hmm. they all have, <laughs> because hi, this is America. They all have active shooter drills. Yeah. And the staff should be prepared for something like this to happen. In fact, it's probably easier to get around this when it's just one guy with a knife. Right. So, I mean, I guess you wouldn't have the big final running around the maze scene if you actually had that realistic part where mm -hmm. the staff members kind of know what to do in the situation. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like any haunt worth its salt is going to have exit signs you know what I mean just yeah. like any movie theater would illuminated exit signs so um that's important to note um usually there are big doors that say like exit no matter how fancy of a haunt you're going through you'll kind of come across those too and these like didn't have those I'm like well how are you supposed to get out of there ah <laughs> <sighs> yeah so I think that's all I got <laughs> Me too. And it sounds like Pepper's done. So yeah, Pepper, she brought me a toy and now she's kind of over there. Now Shadow's here too. So I think they're kind of getting antsy and wondering why I'm up here. <laughs> All right. So if you want, I can go ahead and read the outro. Hell yeah. All right, guys. So I have the outro up and ready to go. <clears throat> So Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. During this episode, Sam and I learned that you should never- Respect the scare actors. <laughs> yes, respect the scare actors because if you act like a jerk, they'll stab you. 
you know, off with your head, they'll try because <laughs> they're people too and they have feelings, okay? Anyway, like what you hear, you can find Real Horror Show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, and iTunes and Pandora. Really, really like what you hear? Follow us on Twitter at Horror Show Pod or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcasts can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Want to interact with us? Want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Want to argue with us about something or think you have a really great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet? Submissions are open for movie reviews. They're never closed. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. Submissions are open for our yearly anthology called the October Monologues. Check out the submission guidelines on our website and send us your creepy shit. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, buy us a coffee is a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily, and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. Any other pertinent news? I don't think so. I don't either, you guys. And if you want to keep up with us in between movies, just truck on through the Vampire Diaries, because you know that we're going to chat about that in between. Yeah. Um, other than that, our intro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. This is Real Horror Show signing off.